Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brian. Welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Now, for those that have been living under a rock that haven't seen the amazing work that you've done on LinkedIn, just tell us a little bit about that and how did you get there? What was the determining factors like? Yeah, talk us through, like, how did that all come about? Yeah, so I, like a lot of people, created an account on LinkedIn. I mean, I couldn't even tell you, probably like, you know, 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. never touched it. It was just like literally an account with an email, never touched it. Um, and then basically in 20, uh, let's see, in 2019, like right as the pandemic started, um, I lost my dad to his second battle of lung cancer. And when that happened, I was still practicing as a surgeon at that time. I was the residency director out of Georgetown. Um, And basically, my wife and I had just bought a house like in Northern Virginia, just put 20% down um, and we lost dad. And so basically what we did was my family had this large company in Texas, um, this plumbing, heating and air conditioning company that had been in the family for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. And my mom and my dad were like literal high school sweethearts, spent every moment together and ran this business together. Um, and when he passed away, my mom was just like wrecked. I mean, she didn't like had no direction, didn't really know what to do. Um, and so basically I walked away from my career. Um, we sold our house. I moved back to uh, home, which is in San Antonio, Texas. And my brother and I, uh, he stepped in with me. He has his own business. He stepped in with me and we just helped basically as the president and, and uh, uh, CEO of the company and just took mom's company basically to the next level. Um, and then during COVID, believe it or not, because the trade industries actually took off. So a lot of industries were hurt really bad, but because everyone was quarantined and locked at home, all the trade industries just skyrocketed because people were doing remodels, their stuff was breaking, they were doing renovations. And so the business really, really did well during basically 2019 to the beginning of 2022. And so we sold the company to a national uh, to a national firm and uh, mom retired and basically I took six months off, which I had never done before. And eventually my wife said, get out of the house. You're annoying everyone. Um, you need to find something to do. So I decided to, I'd heard like LinkedIn had changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I went to LinkedIn and actually filled out my profile and mm-hmm. like completed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably in January or February of 2022. Um, and mm-hmm. then basically just was a quote lurker and just like didn't mm-hmm. do anything on the platform, but snoop around from like February until June. And then in June, I just said, you know what? I, I can do this. I'd never been on social media before. So I just like started posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it actually was fun. And I started to like make friends, right? Like it was different than what I thought social media would be. I thought it would be like superficial, like people just, you know, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it to be where I've actually met people in real life now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just stuck around and then I got really consistent, like in August, um, and basically went from like one follower, which was my wife in, you know, June to like almost 12,000 in you know, early 2023. So it's just been like full on, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Well, firstly, sorry about what happened to your dad, but great work oh, on picking you. up the slack and, um, getting them into a, a better position. That's amazing with you and your brother as well. Um, I look forward to the day of doing stuff with my brother because I've lived in another country for such a long time as well from where he is. So that's, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of the weird clips that we do, but um, sometimes we still jam like music and guitars, but then I have to overlay. That's right. And, 
yeah yeah that's right but um very cool but um how did just talk us through like because that's like a massive jump right so there's people out it's there, crazy yeah that that not taking away from the great stuff that you did for your family but just honing in on how you're able to do that with a jump from no social media to a high understanding to a um in most cases most people would say that twelve thousand followers is a lot of followers right just, yeah, on LinkedIn, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you walk us through like how you did that for the audience that don't know how to do it or I keep getting it wrong or can't get the recipe? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's funny you mention that. So <clears throat> a lot of people on LinkedIn, they write about how to write on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> um, and that's like the majority of what you see out there. I mean, it's like I can't scroll down my feed with, well, nowadays it's everyone talking about chat GPT, which that frustrates me too. But it's so you see <laughs> all that or you see people telling you how to write on <laughs> LinkedIn, but, but no one really tells you, okay, well, that's great, but how do you actually build a community on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I sort of look at myself and some of the other creators that I've gotten close with, they're like, dude, that's like, you're like the community builder here. I don't understand how you've connected all these yeah. circles together so fast. And for me, honestly, um, <clears throat> if you can't tell already, like I'm an extrovert, I love to talk, right? I'm always talking. And so I literally found that down in the comments on all the posts, mm-hmm. like the content that you put out has to obviously be good or it has to be relatable, right, is the yeah. key, I think, for most people. So the more relatable your post can be and the more someone wants to not just react, but they actually want to like talk to the post or talk mm-hmm. to people in the comments, the engagement, that to me is like what really matters. And honestly, that's what really accelerates your growth is if you have a great post, like some of these huge creators, I won't mention any names, they'll make a post, it'll get tons of reactions, very little comments. And if you scroll down, they're not even reacting, much less responding to people's mm-hmm. comments, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're ta- they're talking like they're talking at you. Yeah. They're not yeah. Yeah. they're they're not making you part of the conversation. You know what I mean? Adam? So for me, it was literally how can I write to where I am just making it where the people are really relaxed. And mm-hmm. so I think the the key for me to growth is honestly just focusing on create, creating a dialogue. Um, and yeah, I want to educate people as well um, or, or give them you know, information, push them to a landing page, whatever. But mm-hmm. the key is, is make it relatable and generate conversation, right? Like don't just have a call to action. I mean, that's fine. You can have that. But what you really want is to see people not just commenting, but then like you're you're down in my comment and you're commenting on someone else's comment. And then there's a side conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, I think, what really accelerates people's growth is that community engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I explained it to companies years ago. Think of it like this. This is how I, I explain it is that's the phone ringing for an inbound inquiry in 1985. Like, would you let the phone ring off the hook? That's or money. You, you got to yeah. pick it up. Yeah. yeah, it's that's a great, that, that that's honestly a great analogy. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, that's a really good analogy. And it's funny too. I was talking about this with someone the other day, how a lot of the other social media platforms, people like you and I, right. That are creating there's it's monetized, right? So we're Mm. actually getting paid to do that on LinkedIn. You don't. Mm. And I think it's amazing how, when I owned the the business, I mean, we had a, a phenomenal budget. I mean, we would spend literally per month, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on SEO, LSA, you know, re retargeting all this stuff. And what's amazing to me is people on LinkedIn, they may have a free account, right? Mm-hmm. And you can make a post, like I have posts that are the silliest thing ever about like a grilled cheese sandwich, okay? And that post will have a hundred 
Yeah, it is. But that post will have 150,000 yeah. impressions, right? So if you yeah. think about it, I was running this company that was statewide. We would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. I would kill to have 150,000 people mm -hmm. look at my ad that I put out. And on LinkedIn, you do it for free. And literally in the course of a month, sometimes a million or more people will look at your content. So mm -hmm. I think that there's a really big missed opportunity here. And the way you describe it is like picking up the phone. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's perfect. And I think that there's a lot of calls going, you know, on, you know, going missed I, here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, so getting into that a little bit, if I may, do you think that, let me think about this frame, over-corporatization of brand is stopping the creators that are creative. Because I started talking about this. I don't know if you know this. I started talking about this in 2016. And I said, the next band of everyday sellers won't be sellers. They'll be a content marketer that creates demand from their own experiences with doing their role to speak to their key target audience. And they'll follow yep. up on those people as well as some of the traditional structures. And I was laughed out of the room. But right. so if... If we know that that the reach that someone with those abilities should be getting, what do you think the 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 barrier to entries of why that's still being prevented? You know, it's interesting. I don't know. So, like when when I scroll on my feed, and you may or may not see this too, and it could be because I follow them. So, <clears throat> I follow Ford Motor Company. So, like mm -hmm. I see Ford, you know, all in my feed, and it's crazy how you know those posts they'll get decent reaction and decent engagement. And I don't know how much they're spending to do that, but it's like every Ford dealership in the in the in the world or in, in the country here, you know, yeah. they have their own budget, they have their own marketing, they have their probably own firm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible how literally creators on LinkedIn that have five thousand followers will do better in marketing and brand strategy and and you know reach than Ford Motor Company. So it's mm -hmm. like I don't I don't know if they're the people that are making their decisions are locked in that traditional, like, mm -hmm. you know, yep. print media, billboards, digital marketing. And then that's, they just like capped out. Or if it honestly is, there's people much smarter than us that have ran the analytics and they found that it doesn't pay off. But mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they've actually, I think it's untapped is what I think. Yeah. So what, so from my marketing perspective, this is how I, I read it. Most companies are still tied to sales-led growth methodology playbooks from the 80s. So they can't fathom that if they ran marketing-led growth, top-down targeting, and enabled the business development people to also be content creators, they would have all of these problems solved. Marketing would hand Correct. to the whole business. These are the targets. These are the triggers. This is the compelling reason why. Because of that, this is the creative. This is where it hit in them buying cycle. Sales. Say this, send this, do this. You guys win. Business wins. At customer success, right. look out for this because here's the comms plan of what we know from the profile and we did at the top end. But that doesn't happen right. because it's not no. marketing-led growth in most companies, so they don't allow it. That's what I see. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's interesting how e even with us, no, you're spot on. I mean, even with us, it's people always want to think of sales when they think of growth, right? They want to invest mm -hmm. all their money there. But honestly, it doesn't matter really how good your product is or how mm -hmm. good your pitch is. If you can't get that material in front of the audience, right, mm -hmm. which is where marketing comes in, nothing else honestly matters. Yeah. So you can spend, you can spend, you can have an unlimited budget and you can have the snappiest, snazziest stuff. But if the right people don't see it, no one buys it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, so it's incredible if you think about someone who, you know, 
uh, I mean, several people I could mention, but there's people that'll get 5 million impressions a month, mm -hmm. right? So if you had someone like that, even if, even if like a large automotive company paid that person a hundred grand a year, right? Yep. And that person made one or two posts a month and, and, and got a million impressions. I guarantee you that that automotive company is going to sell enough cars in that month to pay mm -hmm. that guy's salary like, like that, right? Yep. Like there, yeah. there, there's no possible way that that wouldn't happen. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think, like you said, they're looking at it from a sales number and not from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Unequivocally. And it's super interesting because there's also the tilt the other way, right? So people younger than you and I might also only want to talk text on phone so that they're not outgoing enough to do these posts. But then you've got right. the, the, the wave of people that are content creators, but they're really sellers that have also learned marketing skills. So it's super, and the, but they're being limited. But then the people that are being asked to do the actions are too afraid to do the SDR work to do the calls because all they do right. is live off of this. So right. yeah, yeah, it's, it's super interesting. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I really think that, um, and nowadays, too, this may be something that you've thought about, but nowadays, like because of the Internet and because of our phones and quick mm -hmm. access to information, right? Like most of the time, I bet it's not just people who are and I, I hate to use this term, but like educated, right, or professional people mm -hmm. who back in the 80s and the 90s it was a very small percentage of people that would go into a store uh, wherever mm -hmm. and, and had almost as much information about the product as a salesperson, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's like they already they already know what they want. They know mm -hmm. what color, what engine, everything. And so nowadays people are already coming, like knowing everything about that company already, right? And they're so so that's why this personal branding and this like marketing uh, is so important. So what's interesting to me is you're not actually selling that person on the product because they probably already know just as much about it as you do. All you're trying to do is make sure that that product is a solution to the problem that they have right mm -hmm. so and the yep. way you do that is like by building trust you know uh, by just treating them like people <clears throat> and so that's another area where i think it's just totally missed you know is yep. that um i just think they're leaving a lot on the table honestly yeah it's a really good point because it's third-party mm -hmm. proof for them creating demand by their own experience which is educating to, to problem solve and then yeah, it's just completely being left on the table if right. not, it is. if not, it's also like prevented in a lot of organizations, big wheels turning, no business development, you're not allowed to do that. Right. Whereas that's what yeah, they should be doing. <laughs> correct. Yeah. I mean, really they should. And it's, it's amazing too, how um, a lot of these companies that are, you know, starting to figure this out. Um, I've had some conversations with people and they're like, it is so much better now doing these and using these people that are having this sort of creativity and this reach you know with social mm -hmm. with social media where they've literally cut their marketing budget like in half mm -hmm. or more because they're having people who they find the person who has the target audience that they want to sell to right yeah. and then over time that person just starts to shape their content or every now and then you put out a post that's more related to that product mm -hmm. and next thing you know your your impressions and your you know conversions are much higher and you're spending far, far less money. Um, mm. And you're doing it in a way that's like just totally different. Like, 
this company Oatly, you know, they make like oat milk or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a funny post the other day that I saw that someone was like being silly about, you know, oat milk versus milk or almond mm -hmm. milk or whatever. And someone tagged that company Oatly in this post yeah, and yeah. literally yeah. Th their marketer came to that post and responded like with the funniest comment. It was about like Santa Claus mm -hmm. being lactose intolerant with cookies yeah. and milk and does Santa drink oat milk? And it was like this hilarious post, right? But literally my buddy who made that post it like blew up and then Oatly contacted him. And now he's working with them, like mm -hmm. helping mm -hmm. them, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I think is really going to start to develop mm -hmm. more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting because I don't know. I don't know if you know that um, there's a guy called in Australia called Graham Hawkins that was okay. talking about, he made a company called sales tribe, which is basically teaching business development, how to do content and educational marketing as part of their sales cycles, right. To be less abrasive, but a, a large component of what he, what he spoke about in 2016 was, and I've said it a lot of times since then, and I can't take the credit for that. I know that Graham started talking about it first that I'm aware of is what you've just pointed out. There is these superstar sellers incorporating, um, communities where they've got their key target audience are more akin to a superstar athlete than they are a person in a nine to five job. Correct. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a good way. It's a good way to look at it. And I think that it's funny you mentioned that. So I was in, in college, um, I was an athlete and it's funny you mentioned that because people I think who are like uh, an athlete or maybe they were in the military or they were in like hospitality with these so-called like soft skills that everyone talks about nowadays. Mm. It's amazing though, how if you can find one of those people um, that has that mentality or those attributes, and they also are one that's creating on here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the person who, if I was selling a product, I'd want to be like, you come here, let me talk with you. You know what I mean? Because they have all those skills, they get it, they're sharp, but they also have already built that audience and they know how to, you know, and it's a genuine audience. I mean, they, they may be selling a product, but that relationship is still authentic, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I, I didn't realize it went back that far, but that's key, yeah. I think, you know? Yeah, I think, so do you think, well, I don't think that they even need to sell because they're, they're right. basically trusted advisors in those key target audience to talk about their experiences with something. So right. yeah, I know I know who the person that you're talking about and I don't know if he wants us to mention yeah. him, but yeah, th yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, but was. I think that there's going to be more and more of that. There has to be. Correct. There has to be. I mean, it's, and like you said, they're not even selling. So that that's the funny mm -hmm. part, right? So um, you'll have like some of these people, you know, that are like the brand ambassadors, they'll, you know, um, that they'll make a post that literally is, it's not even really about that product. Like they mm -hmm. may be featured with that product or they may talk about it, but yep. it's not pitchy. It's not, you know, like uh, in your face upfront, like sales tactics. It's literally just like, either it's an experience with it or whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's written in a way that is very similar to the rest of their copy mm -hmm. and they're not selling to you um, and you're not being sold to, but next thing you know, you're clicking on that link and that's in your shopping cart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, you're right. They're, they're not selling to you. And honestly, I always joke around with people and I tell them the times that I've been like, I, I talk about like, they got me, you know what I mean? Like I go to the car dealership mm -hmm. and my wife, once again, she's like, I told you not to come back with the M5, you know? So it's like every time that they get me, I call it, or that I, I get uh -huh. taken, it's because I don't even feel like I'm getting sold to. I mean, I'm sitting there with the guy having a cup of coffee. We're talking about like the Green Bay Packers. And next thing you know, mm -hmm. boom, I buy the car, you know? So yeah. so you're right. And that's, that's what they're doing here, like on the platform. I mean, I mm -hmm. never, you know, you, you don't feel like you're getting sold to. Um, 
And there's more and more of that going on here. Um, and I just hope that some of these brands really start to to pick up on that and capitalize on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's as long, it's it's basically all they're doing is just talking about their own experiences because they've solved it with this. And if people like that, because they also can draw affinity to or connection to that exact um, process story. Um, yeah, it just, it's going to grow yeah. and grow. It's but, amazing. Yeah. Do you, so tell me, how did you, what were some of the biggest things you learned from when you started on LinkedIn? Like, how did you, cause it's, it's, you've got an unbelievably high understanding now, but how did right. you get there in such a short period of time? I see. So I think one of the things I learned early on was um, if you, like, as soon as you, I guess, connect with someone and you're, and you're like following them and they're following you, it's sort of like, I learned that just like sort of in business or just like whatever mindset you have, you have to think about keep, you know, keeping, whether it's expanding, whether it's thinking down the road, what, whatever it is, growth. Um, I realized really early on that, you know, if people were uh, connected to me or they were following me like that was great right but those are they're now already like part of the family so what I learned from people above me or ahead of me was when I scroll through my feed even now I look for the people that are I, whatever you want to call them like the newbies or the the people that have just now got to the platform and they're super green they have no idea what they're doing and there were those people that sort of reached out and picked me up right and lifted me up with them mm -hmm. and so now I think what I do is I try to spend a lot of time engaging and commenting and and reaching out to second and third connections mm -hmm. and so i think you know like you could talk about the algorithm all day but i think linkedin clearly there's something that if you are like willing to take those steps like outside of your comfort zone just like in real life to grow right you're not just commenting on the same 20 people's posts a day mm -hmm. um, but you're reaching out to second connections i would if i had a post that did really well I would scroll all the way down to the people that reacted to the post and look for the third plus and second connections, click yeah. on their profile, find mm -hmm. out about them, send them a message. And so that's something I learned early on was like just to um, really get outside of my industry, because if those people are coming to my posts over and over again, mm -hmm. even if they're not in healthcare or they're not in sales, something about what I'm saying has gotten that person's attention like two, three, four times now. Right. Um, and so I would just. That, that, that was the biggest, I think, for me, the biggest hack for growth is to, I talk about like overlapping the circles, but mm -hmm. it's like, don't just like me and you, we could stay in B2B and sales and we could just stay right in that niche, right? But but if you stay there, then you might limit your audience. I mean, people talk about niching down, but everybody's in sales in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a need for a product. So I think the more diverse you can make your community then I think the faster you'll grow. I mean, and if that's your goal is to grow and get a larger audience, I mean, I figured that out pretty quick. And for me, I think it's it's that. It's just, it's going out and just meeting people mm. virtually. Yeah, I, I love it. And um, I love all the, I, I love the way that you explained and articulated that because I think that that's a missing step for many people. They won't add that next layer. So they're not looking because they, they maybe their mindset is framed from, they won't do those actions because that person thinks they're trying to sell to me without being reaching out to right. those third party connections to be genuine of like, Hey, I really liked that. You liked this post. Why? Right. Like, can you tell me what you liked about it? Because this is outside of what clearly yep. your profile normally does. Like, can you tell me what, what the resonation factor yep. was for you? Um, yep. Yeah. I think that's missed by a lot of people. 
It is. And and I think what I did too, and maybe this was just because I like didn't know what I was doing, is I would reach out to that person and I had like a little Word document or something. And I would reach out to that person and like maybe follow them or connect to them and then go through their posts, you know, make some comments, like them. And then maybe after like a day or two, then I would hit them with the message that was like, hey, like, you know, I know, like, so I wouldn't, and I never was like selling anything really. So for me, I think it made connecting easier because people were like, okay, this guy's connecting to me and it doesn't look like he's selling anything, which even if you are, if you go about it the right way, yeah. then you'll be fine. But yeah, the way you mentioned, it, I think is take that relationship like really slow. You know, I mean, I still get these creators and these, these people on LinkedIn that have like 35, 40, 50,000 connections, way more. And they'll reach out to me for a connection. I look at their profile. It looks totally legitimate. Everything looks fine. I accept the connection. And then literally I'm going to send them like my personal message or like a voice message because I try to do that each time. And right away I get hit with like, you know, the scripted, you know, like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I sell. And I'm like, you know what I mean? And even though that person may have a huge following, it could be all purchased followers. It could be fake engagement. You know what I mean? So that's the thing too, is as soon as I get that like immediate, like slapped in the face with, here's what I'm trying to sell you. For me, it's like major turnoff. So, and, and I think that's how people are too. Like when you go to the used car lot and as soon as you pull up, they like descend on you, right? It's the same. It's, it's funny though, right? But it happens, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's, and that's not anything against them, right? But it's the same thing here. Like, I think you have to, I tell people just treat it exactly here like you would out there. Mm -hmm. um and yeah. so if you if you yeah if you, and if you do that then people are going to open up to you you know and then next thing you know whatever you have to offer they're they're interested mm. yeah i think that um you touched on something there that i think that linkedin is now clamped down on people that have or are using automations to run all of those directly this happens directly this happens send this um yep. that's good um because it makes it more genuine um it's unfortunate that some of them were able to build so quickly because of some of those tricks that they used. Yep. Um, I can see why they do it, but it does take away the human experience and we're trying to get that back. So I think the uh -huh. power of the platform is um, like, like right now I'm sitting in Auckland talking to you in the United States. Most right. of my clients are in the United States or in the UK. Right. So right. the power of the platform yep. doing it right is it gets you everywhere and it makes us very hyper-connected as a community. So yeah. True. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, it is unfortunate because I think now it's a lot harder. Um, you know, I'll talk to some people that have been on the platform like you have for, for a long time. The guy we were talking about earlier that's been here for like three years and has posted every single day for like three years, right? Every yeah, day. Yeah. And the guy has like 80,000 followers. Well, what's amazing is there'll be people that'll come here and are literally just concerned with straight numbers. Like to say you're not concerned with numbers is total fabrication, right? Because we all are concerned with numbers. There's a difference between like whether it's for vanity or whether it's like for purpose or intention or whatever. But with that like aside, you can come here and, and use AI to respond and do all kinds of stuff. I've seen people come here and literally within six months, they have over 100,000 followers. The problem mm -hmm. is that a lot of those are probably bots. A lot mm -hmm. of those are probably people that aren't engaging with their stuff. Right. And it's just whether they're building that huge uh, following and platform so then they can leverage that to say, look at how successful I've been here. I want mm -hmm. this marketing job. Like, I don't know what they're doing, yeah. but but they're you can go and look at their page and their community is not engaging. So mm -hmm. to me, that's like a ghost community. It's like you're standing out in the middle of a huge field somewhere and you're just talking to yourself. Right. Like that. That's not going to do anything for you in the long term. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'd rather have. 10,000, you know, connections 
that literally engage and have this community than a hundred thousand. And, and, you know, you're it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think LinkedIn is getting better at that because they are cracking down on like third-party software automation. You know um, I mean, I've even gotten like restricted recently because yeah, yeah. I comment. So yeah, you, you've seen that. Like yeah, yeah. I comment so prolifically that at points LinkedIn literally will tell me you're a bot, right? Like they'll think mm -hmm. I'm an actual bot and I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I promise I'm a human. You know what I mean? Um, and mm -hmm. so th then they let me back in again, but, um, but it's good. I think to see that they're doing that because if you have nothing to hide and you're doing it, the right way, then it's no big deal, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, some, yeah. So I definitely agree with you there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where do you think that what's your goal with where, how far you want to take this given how far you've already taken it from, you know, honest, the back end of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for me, honestly, like I am, I do have some stuff that I'm working on now. So um, I do want <laughs> to, like, I definitely want to get more involved in um, like copywriting and actually writing. Cause like my, when I was still practicing and then the job that I just um, uh, I was just casualty of war too with layoffs. So like the job mm -hmm. that I was just at, I was basically like a writer and a publisher of like medical and like scientific literature. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like working on a book right now that's unrelated to that. Um, but so I definitely want to, at some point use LinkedIn um, for like copywriting services, but not in the sense that like everyone I'm a ghostwriter, right? Like that's like, I truly am a ghostwriter, which is funny because when I first started doing that, we didn't tell people we were that because mm -hmm. that's the whole reason you're a ghostwriter. It's sort of like I, I made a post about ghostwriters advertising that they're ghostwriters and people that tell each other about these secret beaches. Well, if you keep telling each other where the secret beach is, it's not going to be a secret anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole the whole point of being a ghostwriter is so that C execs or magazines or whatever, these people that need someone who's proficient in copywriting can write for them so that nobody knows who's mm -hmm. actually writing which is mm -hmm. so funny that people advertise that. So um, so I'm working on sort of a solution right now with LinkedIn where a lot of the steps that I took when I first got here to quickly build that community and make all these connections, um, I'm trying to basically work on a, like a, a landing page, like a website where, you know, we'll, we'll be able to help people build their community on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and basically save them time like when I got here and I was floundering around for like mm -hmm. half of a year with no idea what I was doing, basically we're going to give them, you know, the tools that they need to skip all that and basically learn like how to build a real engaging community on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, don't, don't wait one moment. Don't sell yourself short because what you did in that amount of time was astronomical compared to the people that still haven't succeeded yet. So right. no, no, it's true. Um, no, 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 you're, yeah, no, no, no. You're definitely right. And so I think, and the, and, and I said, like, ironically, like being silly, but you're right. So and that's when a couple of these people that you and I both know mutually, mm -hmm. they came to me um, and they were like, dude, like, I don't know how you've been able to do what you're doing, but like, whatever it is, we got to figure it out so mm -hmm. that you can write it down so that you can help share this with other people. And they're like, whether you monetize it or whether you don't, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of people that are on LinkedIn that even though they have the courage to post, like you can have the best. I see some people on here sometimes that have like 800 followers. Like my wife, she uses LinkedIn strictly for recruiting. So she's not trying to grow mm. and she will make a post. She was like a journalist. I mean, her copy, she like smokes me. Right. And, and mm -hmm. her stuff will be so good. And I'm like, she'll get like a hundred reactions. And I'm like, I didn't get a hundred reactions. Like until I had like 5,000 followers, like, what are you doing? Mm. So th there's people, there's people here that write amazing copy, but they just don't understand the other aspect Mm -hmm. of LinkedIn and like how you 
because you can have the best copy ever and have no community and no engagement and not know how to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the at the end of the day, it really is about not just the right eyes seeing your your work. Like people will say, "Oh, I'd rather have you know all my posts to get fifty reactions. That's where I get my clients. And my posts to get a thousand reactions, I don't get any clients from that post." Well, it's probably because the one that got a thousand reactions, you probably wrote something a little bit more personal. And Mm -hmm. so people aren't going to want to engage in a business sense on that. Right. So there's so many other variables. People Mm -hmm. make these sweeping statements. At the end of the day, the more times that you flip the coin, the more times that it can land on head. So if you're trying to sell something and you don't think you want as many people to see it as possible, that's like totally silly. You know what I mean? Um, And so for and, and so for us, like with this project that I'm working on, it's to like you said, I mean, uh, clearly I figured something out and what Mm -hmm. I want to need, what I need to do is me to actually put it like into words and put it into, into, Mm -hmm. into practice and then um, share it with other people. But we want to do it in a way where it's just not like a course or like a PDF. We want to make it where we build like this discord or this channel or this Mm -hmm. community where people then go into this community. And it's sort of like a, you know, it's not not a cohort, but it's like a, another community within LinkedIn mm-hmm. where we're basically connecting people together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. And I think that that's, that will be tremendously helpful, whether that's monetized or not. And um, I think that right. doing it from the best intention that I know that you and those other people are doing it from, it can only grow and grow. Um, right. Yeah, it's funny what you said about the post, though, because I find, yeah, people, there's probably three variations of that, if I may. Some people might have the most awesome ideas in posts ever, but the 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 audience that understands that is very low. But that same post that got 25 likes and 10 comments might get you three clients. So a Correct. lot of the ridiculous stuff that I say will get no engagement because the less people that understand what I'm trying to convey. Whereas if I 100%. say more, yeah, basic stuff, it might get a hundred engagements total so yeah so 100 percent. so i will definitely say that if i make a post where you know whatever like i i don't know like like mm-hmm. i make a post about something to do with me and my wife some story or something people eat that stuff up right so that post is going to like explode because everybody can relate to it yeah but then if i but then if i make a post that's a little bit more like maybe i'll do something talking about like you know stress levels and like exercising with cortisol or whatever, like something a little Mm -hmm. bit more like scientific where a lot of people can still relate to it, but not as many. Mm -hmm. I will agree with you that the overall visibility of that post will be lower, but a lot of times the people that do come to it are much more attuned to actually what's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if, so that, that would likely be more of a, a, a conversion, you know what I mean? So that does make sense. Um, Yeah. So you're definitely right there, especially if it's something more technical for sure, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So then I look at it like not a measurement of how many views, likes and comments. It's, did I get any offline messages that said, Adam, I like what you said there. Can you do that for us? That is the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's the key. And I think for me, like, so I think part of it, and I say this like half joking, but it's really true. Like I tell people, I still have no clue what I'm doing here. And the reason is because People tell me every day, they're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you need to sell something. You need to like put something out there with a price tag on it because we don't know what you're doing, but your post, every one of them has like hundreds of comments. Like you're, you're missing out. And I'm telling Mm -hmm. them like, look, I haven't even been here a year yet. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have in my eyes, a ton of experience, but clearly it's working. 
Mm-hmm. But if I really don't know how it's working yet myself, like there are days I wake up and I'll make a post and I'm like, okay, this is me sitting here with a cup of coffee talking about like the most random thing ever. And it's just like this, right? Like mm-hmm. 50,000 impressions. And so I'm trying to figure out like what it is that's actually working. And I think once I do that, then I'm going to care so much less about those mm-hmm. numbers. And it's going to be more me learning to have it exactly like you said, where once the post goes out, you know, I'm, this is starting to happen now where people are reaching out to me. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for the time where people are reaching out to me and they're like, dude, like you need to show us how to do this or we want you to teach us how to write like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's starting to happen now. Um, but I hate to use this like terminology, but it's almost like you have to get your street cred here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I really I, I really think you do because yourself, all these people that you and I know mutually, if you think about LinkedIn has like 300 million people that are registered. Dude, I can tell you for a fact, every single day when I scroll that feed, 90% of the people that are on there are the people that are here every day, boots on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. Chopping it up in the comments. We're all friends together. Like some of us may have 100,000 followers. Some may have like Gary V has 5 million, right? Some people may have these ridiculous amount of followers. Mm -hmm. It's still the same, like 700 to 2000 people that I see every day. So Mm -hmm. That I think LinkedIn is a big network, but it's a really small like family or community. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's why once you get that trust here and once you learn like to unlock that, that's really when people start to go to the DM, go to the phone and they're mm-hmm. like, OK, now like this guy's, you know, he's yep. here to stay or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's well, I explain it to people like if people that are hesitant to post on there, I explain it in two ways. LinkedIn for me is the business ecosystem of the world, number one. Number two, I know I've been quoted saying this a lot of times on the UK shows that I was on, is if you're not willing to play where the attention is, how do you expect to win? So if you, we right. know your key target audience is on this business ecosystem of the world, but you're not willing to, to fish there, how do you expect to catch the fish? Right. <laughs> it's true. No, it's 100% true. And, and honestly, I think another thing that helped me too really early on um, is this one guy that I connected with basically told me, look, you know, even though this stuff is in the cloud or people can screenshot it and it lasts like forever, the average person literally doesn't remember like what they mm-hmm. had for lunch yesterday, right? They really don't. And so if you make a post and it falls flat, well, it probably fell flat for two reasons. One, because it just wasn't a good post and it wasn't written well, mm-hmm. the algorithm didn't, and it didn't push it. Which means the second thing, not a lot of people saw it. So who yeah. really cares, right? If it yeah, yeah. if it doesn't do well, if it doesn't do well, it means no one saw it. So who mm-hmm. cares? It's not like it's not like when you're going to get your high school graduation certificate and you trip and fall down and the whole class sees it and everybody <laughs> laughs at you, right? Like yeah, here, yeah. who cares if if nobody sees it, nobody reacts to it? Just try again, right? Mm-hmm. What's the worst case that can happen? Yeah. And so I think, yeah, that's that's limiting a lot of people, I think, that could be in the game is just that fear of like what happens. But honestly, the more I posted and the more I did it, the easier it got, just like anything else in life, you know? And so now, like if I get a post and it doesn't do well, it's actually funny to me. And then I go through it and like, I just pick it apart and try to figure out where did I go wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're right. I think a lot of it is just like you you have to play to win, you know? Mm. Um, and there's no way you're going to score a touchdown if you're not in the game, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's real funny about this platform as opposed to others is, you might grab that post, go through your um your checklist, rewrite it, repost it because no one saw it, and it goes better. So it goes better. It does. 
It does. So what? So it's hilarious that you mentioned that. So a lot of people will say, oh, don't edit a post. If you edit a post, it'll hurt the reach. I will say like in my personal opinion, posts that I have edited don't tend to do as well. I don't know if that's just like me personally, but I have a close friend of mine who's got a really big following on here. And one of his best posts ever that had like 9 million views, he literally made a post, right? And after he made it, he had a big following at the time, maybe like, I don't know, 50,000 followers or something. He made this post and it sat there for like, for him, like for me, if I have a post that just sits there for like 10 minutes and nobody touches it, like as soon as somebody touches it, I'll never take it down because that person made the effort to touch mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. if nobody's touched it within 10 minutes, I'll usually pull it down and like re-edit the format. Mm -hmm. So this buddy of mine had the post up there for like seven or eight minutes and nobody had touched it. He was like, okay, something must be wrong. Maybe I like, maybe just went out at the wrong time in the mm -hmm. algorithm and it just didn't get picked up yep. or something. So he edit copied it, you know, control C, and then he deleted the post. That's all he did. He waited like five minutes. He told me he changed like the order of a couple words in the hook. He thought it was kind of unclear. Mm -hmm. Posted the same post again with the same picture, everything the same, except for like two words flipped. And literally that post went to 9 million impressions yep. Yep. and like 25,000 reactions. And it literally was a post that went out like 11 minutes apart with one word changed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. exactly like you said, like if no one sees it, post it again. I mean, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you, how long do you think it will be before you have all your ducks in a row to be able to provide this to help people? Yeah, so I'm looking, so right now I have a couple, um, I'm actually traveling out to California to go meet with some people that are helping me with this um, on Thursday of this week. Mm -hmm. And then I'm hoping, you know, I definitely want to get I want to start to get enough of it out there that I can start talking about it like publicly to generate some buzz, like, you know, on, on posting. Mm -hmm. um, but my goal is to have something, you know, like maybe by March, mm -hmm. you know, like March 1st, you know, maybe like, I mean, it might be a little bit longer, but honestly, I think I could do enough like in 60 days that I could have something where, um, you know, people can at least have to take advantage of it from like a trial standpoint, or I might have like a, like a cohort group or like a test group of people that, mm -hmm. you know, that are, that are using it and then they can talk about their experiences with it like publicly i don't really know yet then i have other people that tell me don't ever let your product like go out for free like you know you mm -hmm. there's value there put a price on it right away you know so that's a, that's another thing i'm i'm uh i'm kicking around is like do i really want to offer it for free to get testimonials or do mm -hmm. i stand behind it enough that i'm just going to ask for a fee up front i think i'll probably go with the latter mm -hmm. um yeah but i'm still kicking that idea around yeah yeah love it love it well it's been amazing to talk to you. Are there any further tips you'd like to give to the listeners or is there anything further you'd like to talk about to talk about your experience? Um, no, I mean, honestly, I would tell people that if you have any sort of hesitation or reservation about LinkedIn in general, or if you are on LinkedIn and you're not one of the business professionals that's here to use it like for physically, professionally, mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing that yet. I didn't come here to do that. So if you're on LinkedIn because it's a safer, you know, some people will use that term. It's a safer social media. Mm -hmm. Good. That's why I'm here. Like if you want to reach out to me or whatever, like just, you know, don't never think that you have to have a product or a service to offer. Like you're good mm -hmm. enough just as you are, just share your stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's why I made this show. I'm literally just yep. the caveat to tell people's stories to those that need to hear them. So with exactly. that in mind, Brian, um, if people have loved what you've said with all of the tips you've given away here for free, where's the best place to contact you, mate? 
Yeah. So I would tell them, you know, come over to my profile, follow me, connect with me, um, reach out, DM me. I have a really low threshold to, you know, go from, uh, you know, I call it the screen to, to real life. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly with the, you know, how it is like the, the messaging app is so terrible, Mm -hmm. um, that honestly pretty quickly I'm sending the person, my cell phone number and I'm like, just text me or call me. Like, I can't, this thing keeps crashing. So Mm -hmm. the best way is connect with me through my page here, uh, send me a message and then we'll take it. We'll take it from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I look forward to more greatness from you and your page. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.